Hello and welcome to the Draculina B-Movie Podcast. My name is Hugh Gallagher, the owner of Draculina Publishing, responsible for multiple magazines, comics, and books before the internet destroyed my publishing business. In this episode, I interview a relatively new actress on the B-Movie scene, Casper Meldedhair, star of movies like Cannibal Cop, Hooker with a Hacksaw, and her latest venture, a reboot in the 1987 classic Cannibal Hookers. Casper has a unique appeal that girl next door covered in tattoos and piercings, continually changing hairstyles, and she's just a person that seems to live by the rule of, if it's fun, I'll do it. Before we jump into the interview, let me plug a couple websites. First, there is Draculina.com, where you can find back issues of Draculina, Scream Queens Illustrated, Oriental Cinema, She, Pinup, and many more, including my movies Gorgasm, Gorotica, and Gorehor on DVD. Podcast listeners can use the coupon POD20, that's P-O-D-2-0, and get 20% off their first order. Also, visit my new website, HorribleHue.com, for links to all the Horrible Hues Coffin Reviews episodes, where Horrible Hue reviews movies like She Kills, Slaughter Drive, Girls with Balls, Her Name Was Krista, Morbid Stories, and the latest episode, Cannibal Hookers. Also, you can get the Horrible Hue t-shirt, or a free Horrible Hue sticker. Just go to HorribleHue.com to find out how. Now the following interview was done on video, with some of the answers used on the latest Horrible Hue's Coffin Reviews covering Cannibal Hookers. So if you'd like to see this, please check out the latest episode on the Draculina YouTube channel. I only say this because a list of questions were sent to Casper, and I really wish this would have been a live interview, as I would have loved to have some follow-up questions, like... How long did you date Joe Bob Briggs, and where can someone see some of your fetish modeling? I wish I had had the time to get those follow-up questions, and a few others, but didn't want to hold this up any longer. Also, Casper makes visual references in this interview, which you'll just have to use your imagination to decipher. There is also a lot of air noise in the background. I attempted to clean it up, but it's still there. So I apologize for the audio quality, but I still think this interview is still worth a listen. So, without further ado, I bring you the interview with B-Movie star, an attractive, interesting, and very nice person, Casper. First off, how did you get the name Casper Melted Hair? And is it Melted Hair or Melted? I've seen both. It's whatever I feel like. Um, I just put Melted Hair as a last name on Facebook because you have to put a last name. Roles are stupid. And because that's just what I felt like that day. And then I started working with Donald and he used it and I like it, so oh well. Um, yeah, I just go by Casper. I don't really think about last names for myself. <laughs> Can you tell us your real name? Yeah, it's Casper. <laughs> I did kind of cheese it myself. Um, I had a lot of dreams where that was my name and then I just kept seeing it a lot around the universe, and I liked it, so it's like, yeah, that's my new name. <laughs> I read that you watched horror movies with your dad. How young were you when you started watching them, and what was the first movie you remember seeing? Literally from when I was a baby, because my dad was obsessed with all of that, and I was just always allowed to watch it. Um, my first memory is definitely watching Tales from the Crypt. 
uh, the intro freaked me out. I loved it. Uh, I can't think of the first movie I saw, but yeah, Tales from the Crypt is like my first memory, period. <laughs> and I guess probably because of that, my favorite show these days is Monsters. I love it. You said you watched VHS. You don't look that old. Wasn't DVD the more prominent movie source when you were young? Well, I'm 28, and DVDs, yeah, they they were a big part of my life when I was like eight years old, nine years old. But up until then, it was all VHS. And then when I was 14, well, probably mostly 15, I started collecting VHS and really got into horror movies again. I mean, I'd always liked them, but I got really big into VHS and the rare horror stuff when I was 15. And then I stopped collecting about five years ago because that's just all I did for so long and I just moved on. I still have a lot of tapes left though. What did your mom think about what you were watching? She was right there with me. She liked it too. No problems. <laughs> I was allowed to partake in whatever art I wanted to, including painting on the walls in my grandma's garage. That was fun. Creative freedom. <laughs> Any other siblings? Uh, yeah, I have a little sister. <laughs> Hopefully she'll be in one of Donald's movies soon. What was a typical day as a young Casper in the melted hair household? Uh, yeah, like I said, when I was little, I basically made art all the time. And when I wasn't doing that, I was either watching horror movies or Nickelodeon or playing out in the woods. It's mostly what I did. Just exploring and using my imagination out there. Did you feel like you fit in with other girls when you were growing up? Did you feel different, or were you like everyone else? Um... <laughs> um, I definitely had friends growing up, but yeah, I always kind of felt differently. Like, my imagination was more wild than other people's, and I was always into weird music, even young. Um... Yeah. How old were you when you got your first tattoo and piercing? I was 13 when I did my first piercing, which was, it's called a smiley. It's like the webbing under your lip inside. That was my first one, super weird. Um, and then when I was 14, I pierced my nipples by myself, and then I did this piercing. And then I think I was 15 when I pierced this. <laughs> and my first tattoo, yeah, I was 18. I was apprenticing at a tattoo shop to be a piercer. And I got this one. It's an album cover. Your hair seems to change in length and color a lot. Are these changes planned or just a spur of the moment kind of thing? Yeah, I definitely don't plan hairstyles. I just do whatever I feel like, and I've had a lot of crazy hairstyles. Um, started out when I was like 13, I had long black hair, and then 
a year or two later I had a teal mohawk and then I had like a short blonde mullet and then from there I had dreadlocks and just lots of crazy stuff but now um, I'm tired of all the chemicals on my head seeping into my brain and so I'm just growing my hair out and it's just my real hair for the first time since I was like 12. You have a large VHS collection? Yes, I have a big VHS collection. Um, at one point I had about 4,000, but now I probably only have like 500 left. Um, I just was making room for new ones and was selling a lot, but then not finding a lot of new ones thrifting because collecting VHS got super popular like six or seven years ago and um, and when I was dating John uh, Joe Bob Briggs we went to some conventions together and he let me sell some uh, some of my VHS at the tables so I sold a lot that way um, and then I sold a lot of tapes at uh, Tape Eaters last year so I don't have very many left, but I'm probably going to keep my favorites forever. <laughs> and I collect cartoon VHS, like rare ones, just as much as horror. How did you get involved in making movies? Um, the first short film I was in was for some friends for, I think it was a web series they were making. And during that time, I met uh, my friend Claude. And then it was like a year later, he randomly called me and asked if I wanted to be in a Donald Farmer movie. And I was in shock. I was like, this can't be the same Donald Farmer that I'm a fan of. Like the guy whose VHS I've wanted so bad, but I can't get them because they're, you know, on eBay for a hundred bucks. But I was like, um, yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to work with him. And I showed up and film my scene for Cannibal Cop and it was super fun and then I don't know Donald just said he wanted me to be in his next movie and that wasn't even planned out yet or anything and so I was like yeah right into it and he asked if I wanted to help write for the next movie and yeah I love writing and yeah that's how it started <laughs> thanks Claude you seem to come alive in the gory scenes. What is happening there? <laughs> I just have a lot of creative energy and it's fun to get to use it in different ways. So having watched like a million horror movies, it's fun to be able to just get in that role and go wild and have fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> First you were in Hooker with a Hacksaw, then Cannibal Hooker. Do you feel like you're getting typecast? It's not that I'm getting cast for specific roles, like, for specific reasons. It's that Donald likes really exploitive, like, trashy, flashy roles for movies. Um, he usually comes up with the name of the movie first, something super, you know, crazy and catchy, and then he goes from there. So, it's not really that... I'm chosen because of these roles, like, I'm, I just scream hooker, but he just, he wants me to be in the movies, and then he 
writes them. And yeah, <laughs> I love it though. When you are 50 and asked to play Cannibal Hooker with an AARP card, will you take that role? When I'm 50, I'm not going to have an AARP card. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be like living in a tree or something. Um, but I would definitely take the role again because that's hilarious. Uh, I'm willing to just do any role that's fun. Um, like if I was offered like a prestigious role in like a movie, a lot of people would see. I wouldn't have any interest in it. Like maybe for money, but... <laughs> I don't consider myself an actress, I don't try to get roles, I just do fun things that pop up. And I've just been really lucky. <laughs> you have a writing credit on Hooker with a Hacksaw. How much input did you have in the script? Um, so with Hooker with a Hacksaw, Donald came up uh, with the name and we said we were going to write it together. So I kind of just like wrote an outline of a movie, like I just random ideas I had. And then he had his, and we put them together, but they didn't work very well together because my imagination is so weird. There were just like mummies and magic and stuff involved. But um, but the end result of Figure the Hacksaw, I wrote two scenes and I wrote a lot of dialogue for one of the scenes. In both Hooker with a Hacksaw and Cannibal Hookers, you end up with some swap meet roaming around. Is there some reason you keep ending up there? Um, yeah, the flea market uh, in Tennessee. We've filmed there with Donald a few times for a few movies. And that's just because it's down the road from where he lives. And um, it's just like a really low-key place. Not a lot of people. And it's not a very professional place so it's just a different type of environment but like somewhere we're allowed to film <laughs> what are some of your favorite movies that would definitely be dark planet uh it's super weird experimental um i really like movies like that where it feels like a dream uh like campfire tales um, and like dead time stories. I love those. I actually have a list of my favorite movies. <laughs> and I've always wondered, what am I going to do with this list? And I'll just use it here. <laughs> uh, Dark Planet, Terminal USA, Dead Time Stories, Curtains, Psychedelic, Glue Sniff and Hillbillies, Magic with Anthony Hopkins, Video Violence 1 and 2, Ozone Attack of the Redneck Mutants, Escape to Witch Mountain, Munchies, The Elm Chained Forest, uh, Uninvited, My Demon Lover, Deathbed, definitely one of my top favorites, um, Death Powder, Street Trash, Escape, um, Mikey, Meet the Hollowheads, that's my top three, um, Thriller, A Cruel Picture, Satan's Storybook, another one where it feels like a dream, like a nightmare. Um, gross movie. Um, the Abomination, Pen, Worm Eaters. Yeah, I just like things that are really weird. I don't like any typical slasher stuff or... I don't really like the classics and all that. I just like certain really weird things. 
Seems like a lot of low budget movies have lesbian scenes in them. Does this bother you? Or was this something you have already experimented with? Yeah, I've been bi my whole life. They definitely don't bother me. It's just fun. It's more fun than sitting around talking. Um, just doing fun stuff in movies. <laughs> I'll basically do whatever. In Cannibal Hooker, you have a line where you gripe about online movie critics that are complaining because a girl doesn't show her tits every five minutes. You call them whiny little pussies. Is there anything behind that line? Um, not really. I mean, I don't agree with, like, filmmaking based on formulas and trying to get views and all that. I believe in, like, just having a weird creative story and going from there. Not like, hey, we need more blood and we need more girls and, like, I mean, that's just lame and outplayed. And it's like, I don't know, it's not content enough. I mean, you can have all that stuff, but just have a good weird meaning for it. Amazon Prime is like today's movie theater. What was your reaction when Hooker with a Hacksaw was put on Amazon? Um, my reaction was, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I already knew that Shark Exorcist, um, Donald's movie before Cannibal Cop, that it was sold in Best Buy and stuff. So it wasn't like a major shock to me. Um, and I, I know there's like millions of movies on Amazon, so I just figure like maybe like 10 people will see it and that's that. But apparently like a few hundred people have watched it, so that's neat. <laughs> all the gas money I put into helping film and all that stuff definitely has paid off. Have you gotten a lot of attention from that? person like recognized me from Donald's movies and that was so weird um and then I've had some people message me and like I know there's I think it's Letterbox where people review movies and stuff and there's been like a, a lot of reviews for Hooker with Axel and one was super funny because they were just like being really mean and like assuming I was some lame girl who like um Vapes, vapes all the time and listens to Metallica and I'm just like trashy and all that but I was playing a role I guess they didn't realize that <laughs> it's fun to get recognition and to see people's reactions about stuff I've done I see you've done a few shorts where can these be found and did you do these yourself? um no I've not made any short films myself um, I hosted a trauma DVD with Toxie. That was the best thing ever. And, um, yeah, I've just done random stuff for friends, and, um, I was gonna be in a short with Tim Ritter, but that didn't work. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much up for any project, though. <laughs> I haven't done a lot. I guess I have, but it doesn't feel like it. Had you seen the original Cannibal Hookers before you were asked to be in the new version? Yeah, I saw it probably about 10 years before. Uh, it's just a classic Donald Farmer movie. Um, I was probably 17 or 18 when I came across it. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's like super surreal to get to be in a reboot of an old movie I like, especially because it I'm so picky about the movies I like. <laughs>
What is it like making a Donald Farmer movie? Um, <laughs> I don't want my camera battery to die. I could go on and on. Um, it's so fun working with them, but there will be a really good explanation in the documentary I'm making about Donald. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Do you think your acting choices will evolve into more serious roles, or are you just happy doing the more off-the-wall stuff? Um, I will never take a serious role. I did once, but it turned out like a lot of stuff went wrong and I didn't get to be in the movie, which I'm glad about because I was just going to do it for the heck of it and because it was kind of related to someone I like, but time is precious and I don't want to just be in any movie. I only want to do stuff if it's going to be super fun. <laughs> Are you able to support yourself from your movie work? I don't think I've ever made any money being in a film. Um, I've had like um, transportation and lodging paid for and stuff, but I've never made any money from being in a movie. Um, but how do I make money? Um, I am a fetish model and it's really crazy weird stuff. <laughs> I've done it for like mm, 10 years now. What projects do you have coming up? I don't have any like specific film projects coming up other than Bigfoot Exorcist with Donald. And he also said that I can have a role in Ed versus, or Dean versus Manson, which is exciting. Um, <laughs> but as far as my own projects, I am writing a movie and I make really weird, crazy um, mixes. Like I have this like fake radio show called VHS Roadkill and I've interviewed random people like Guar and Malcolm McDowell and people from Tim and Eric and stuff. Um, I was going to make this whole big actual show based off of all of it, um, but that didn't work out because I have so many ideas and I get so overwhelmed so I turned it into like it was gonna be a podcast and now it's just like audio art junk <laughs> and so I'm working on finishing a lot of those and they'll be up soon um, a few of them already are um, yeah really excited about making my own movie and if any of you want to be involved, just let me know. Also, Hugh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for asking me to do this. It was such a big shock because I've been a big fan of yours since I was probably 16. I saw your movies and Donald's movies, and you both like exist in, on such the same planet, and I love it. And thank you for everything you've made. I love it so much. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Draculina's B-Movie Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I would like to urge everyone listening to take time to go to YouTube and subscribe to the Draculina YouTube channel, where you can see Horrible Hughes Coffin Reviews. And I'm working on some more Draculina content, and I really don't think you'll want to miss any of it. I'm trying to build an audience, so this doesn't cost you anything, so just go to the YouTube and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Also, you can watch Horrible Hue on Avail TV. You can get this channel for free on your Roku, Apple TV, or Amazon Fire.
Okay, I'm done plugging stuff. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You won't want to miss an episode. And go to Draculina.com and HorribleHue.com. Okay, now I'm really done plugging stuff. Until next time, don't let life suck the life out of you.